It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. It was a big hit song. Massive hit song. It's one of their best. It really is. I remember I, Peter Chris was the lead singer on it. I remember seeing them on TV and, and uh, I was like, man, there's this, this is Kiss, but it's a real departure. And then, of course, every band afterwards, huge, heavy rock and roll band, they'd have like Ballad as their biggest hit. So I guess everybody learned from Kiss. Certainly on a put makeup on. Uh, it's time now for our friend Bagged Milk. As we go in the community, brought to you by United Sport and Cycle, where you can save up to 35%. United Sport and Cycle, your home of hockey for over 95 years. Bagged Milk joins us from Honest Nation. Did you ever uh, dress up like Kiss or David Bowie or any Slade or any of those rock and roll bands? I never did, no, but I have seen Kiss, and they put on a great show. Personally, my favorite Peter Chris song is Back in the New York Roof. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's, song. It's got that hop to it. There's a lot to like there. Great band, great band. I thought that was the last event I saw at Rexall Place was going to see Kiss. Do, do you ever get curious about um, going back to, like if you could go now, you know, like I mean you might have to go in there with a weapon, but do you, do you ever think about going back in? Well, it's interesting you say that because they did media tours of Rexall Place not long ago, and there was a handful of us from Nation HQ that went in there, and it was the the I wasn't personally there, but the the, the way it was described was almost eerie, right? Like everything's gone, but there's a layer of dust, and then you would still find like old game sheets up in the press box, and I just imagine it's very eerie to be in there. My last memory of leaving that arena was after a concert. Before that, it was the Oilers' very last game in that arena. So I think I'd rather have my mind leave that building that was so special to me the way it was as opposed to seeing it now. Yeah, I I wish I were a rich man um, because I would buy it and save it and turn it into a museum because so many great – I mean, the Stanleys, obviously – but so many great sporting events happened there. So many great concerts happened there, and uh, a lot of a lot of our shared memories is in that. And I know it's a bunch of concrete. I get it, but I'll miss it when they tear it down. It's going to be a sad day when it comes down, and we, you know we all watch the footage of the building being demolished or however they plan to do it. It's going to be a sad day for sure. Drive by there every now and then and take a quick peek over and just think of all the memories and just it's it's a great barn and. I love Roger's place, but there was something special about that one. I, I still think about the gallery out. Yeah. I loved sitting up in the gallery at Rexall Place. It was vibrant. It was loud. It was rowdy. It was a really fun place to watch a hockey game. Yeah, it was for sure. All right. Uh, what if the Oilers lose tonight? Like, I know they're going to win. I know they are. But what if they lo- Like, what on God's earth would, would Edmonton look like tomorrow? Would it be like 50 years after people, 100 years after people? Uh, or would it look like Vancouver after they lose the Stanley Cup? It's a fair question. I, I'm, I'm picturing Will Smith in I Am Legend where he's the only man around. The streets are quiet. There's tumbleweeds rolling down Jasper Ave. I feel like if they lose to the San Jose Sharks, this city is going to implode upon itself. Now, on the flip side, if the Oilers do lose to the Sharks, it's not all doom and gloom now. I don't know if you've seen the bet that Jason Greger made. But he said that if they lose tonight, he's growing his hair out or what he has left of his hair. So there are silver linings in every situation. I'm not saying I'm hoping for the Oilers to lose so that I could see Gregor look ridiculous as George Costanza, but it wouldn't be a horrible consolation prize either. Well, I have a bet in Vegas that uh, Gregor is actually a Chia pet, so I might be able to cash that. 
I like your. I, I think those are safe odds there. <laughs> I, I like your bet. Uh, Stuart Skinner starts. Uh, that's the play, right? You, Pickard's just arrived there. He hasn't practiced with the team yet. Yeah, I think you got to go to Stu because ultimately, like, they sent Jack Campbell down. We all know that he cleared waivers, and he's going to be, uh, you know, the the Condors playing Abbotsford tonight. Who knows if he's playing or not? But I think you are one hundred percent right. You got to go back to Stu. He is your starter. And Calvin Pickard is here, and hopefully he can kind of catch lightning in a bottle when he does get the chance, and he can bring some of that 939 save percentage that he had down in the AHL with him to the NHL level. Obviously, it's different games, it's different skill sets, different speeds, all that is true. But the puck's also the same size, and he's seeing it pretty well right now. So I'm curious to see. I always kind of figured that Stu would get the start tonight, but I am curious to see when they do throw one over to, uh, to Calvin Pickard to see what he can do. The lines at UBC were different than we've seen them with McLeod up on the top line with McDavid and Hyman and Dylan Holloway getting time with Leon Dreisaitl and Warren Fogle. Two questions. Do you like them? And secondly, how long do you think they'll last? I do like them. Uh, even there was, you know, there was some glimpses of the game against Vancouver where they had McLeod on the wing with Carter and you go, oh man, there's speed to burn on this line right now. If they can just figure out why they can't finish and fix that problem. We could really be on something here. So I do like the lines. I do think that mixing it up is the right call. I like spreading out the centermen. I like having Connor and Leon separated. I think the Oilers are a more balanced team when that's the case. But to answer the second part of your question, if things aren't going well by the end of the first period, you know those lines are getting shuffled up one more time. The old Mac-T blender is going to come out in a hurry. So will it last the whole game? I hope so. I really do. That means that the Oilers are playing well and they're scoring and they're doing what they're supposed to do against a miserable San Jose Sharks team. But if they don't, I don't think it's going to take long for Woody to spin the blender around. Uh, Sports 1440 down with Low Tide Bag Milk is our guest from Oilers Nation. I wasn't going to mention it because I'm a class guy, but people keep texting it. So uh, New York Groove is Ace Freely. Not Peter Chris. God, he's freely. Uh, I know it's Peter Chris. No. I got all bamboozled here. Well, don't worry. I, I wouldn't have done it because, you know... Of course, I, he's the drummer. I, Come on. I like you, but they, they just, they just, and Paul Stanley's being credited now. It's all over the, it was a single by Ace Freely. It's just so everybody knows. I knew that, but I was being kind and it pays no good to be kind in this job. It just doesn't. No, no, just let me have it. Let yeah. me have the real version now. I give you full permission. Okay. All right. Um, I remember Kiss singing Beth on a Florence Henderson TV special in the seventies. I don't remember that, but I am not surprised. Uh, what do you think of everybody's talking about a goalie to replace Jack Campbell? James Reimer has come up, uh, Vladar in Calgary. Uh, there's talk of Bennington in St. Louis. That's an, actually a rumor, uh, and others. Anybody you like, or do you think they're all too expensive or just not good enough? Well, I mean, first of all, the Vladar one, I, Tyler, our boy Tyler Remchuk brought that one up here at HQ, and I just, I was just like, aren't his stats the exact same as what we already have? I didn't even understand the idea there. Jordan Bennington, I get it. You Maybe you add a little truculence in the crease. You know he's a spicy goaltender, but ultimately we're talking about a goalie with a $6 million cap hit and a no-move clause. So, sure, there are, are names I like, but I think that no matter what happens, if the Oilers did trade for a goalie, we know in the NHL no one's here to help them out they're all going to be throwing anchors at the Oilers and they're all going to overcharge by a country mile. So I like that they're looking for goalies or at least, you know, thinking about it, but ultimately I'm nervous about what the cost of acquisition would be. You know, if you could go out, the, the ideal scenario would be go to Nashville and be like, what is it going to take to get UC Soros out of there? 
But is that even plausible? I don't know. Because what they would ask back in return for a player like that, even if he was available, I'm just picking a name out of a hat here. I, I think that the cost would be so significant that I don't know if it's worth it, but we'll see. Because again, no one's throwing us life jackets over here. Everybody's happy to see the Oilers at the bottom of the standings outside of this market. And that would be the same for other GMs as well. The thing I, I, I feel like we're reaching a pressure point and I'm going to explain it and you tell me what you think. Okay. Because sure. Ken Holland is the general manager and the general manager right now has to at least contemplate trading that first round pick. The general manager's already compromised next year's cap with the Connor Brown contract. The, the, the picks are basically gone except that first round pick and some young talent, but the cupboards are borderline bare already. And yet they're all in on this year and nobody can deny it. So for me, if you're Jeff Jackson, you have to, before you allow this next deal to go through, whatever it might look like, you have to contemplate whether Ken Holland's the guy to do the deal. Do you agree? I 100% agree with you. Uh, I, I'm Now, listen, I'm going to say something here, but I'm prefacing it by saying I know it's a different situation. I completely get it. But we've lived a version of this story before where the organization allowed Peter Shirelli to try and make trades to save himself while he was drowning, and we know how that went. I'm not saying that there's going to be another Drake Kajula for Brandon Manning trade on the table here. That's not what I'm getting at. But it is fair to wonder whether or not you let a GM who's put us in the situation try and climb out, even if that GM is a Hall of Famer. So I do wonder what Jeff Jackson's thinking there. I do wonder what kind of controls would be put in place on trades. Does he have to review it? Is there what what kind of mechanisms are there in place right now? But it's an interesting question. The Oilers need to do something, and we know the order of operations kind of go either it's a trade, fire the coach, or the reverse of that order. So you're 100 percent right. We're getting to a pressure point. We are at game 12 tonight against the worst team in the league by a country mile though they are coming in on a mini win streak with one win on the season. So the <laughs> situation is dire around here, that's for sure. So I know you have brilliant people. Did we ever find out who did the logo for, for Low Down with Low Tide? Because I love it. Yeah, that's Kennedy. That's our girl, Kennedy. She's wow. our lead graphic designer. She is a wizard on the computer. And, yeah, all the logos that are up on the wall there at Sports 4 and 40, she's responsible for all of them, and they all look great. Well, will you do me a favor and buy her whatever she wants to drink, and, and I will pay for it when I see you next, because I thank her for that. Happy so, to do it. All right. So um, the question I have in regard to, to what you're going to do tomorrow, if they lose... Is there going to be artwork just based on that, like a stepping into an elevator shaft or the Donner Party or uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? What 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 goes through the mind of the creative people in that building, and what might we see? You know what I think we'll see? And if you've been around the Oilers fan base long enough, you'll remember. It's clear as day. The here come the Oilers hashtag has to come back. <laughs> I think that that was arguably the most fun we had for – two, three years at, during the Aikens era, that might come back. That gives everybody a creative release, a little bit of a laugh at a time when we all need it. So that's kind of where my head goes. That's kind of where my head goes is the here come the Oilers hashtag. Search that thing on Twitter right now. You will laugh all morning. I promise you. Love it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, Al. All right. That's Bag Milk from Oilers Nation in the community brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Talked a little bit about that old barn. I'm going to miss it. I drive by not as often as I used to. 
um, I don't know why, but I don't as often as I used to. I don't take that route anymore. Must have been construction and I just bailed. I just got sick of it. I'm not sure. Low Tide, they were talking about you on Sports Talk. Maddie said you were really bad at the phones at 1260. You kept hanging up on people. I did. Uh, I got to the point where the producer, and it's the case here as well, well, wouldn't even let me touch. I hung up in Pierre Lebrun once, and I think that was the end of me that way. So, yeah, very true. Maddie is is spot on there. It did happen. We I, don't even let you with, like, three no, arms lengths of the phone no, over I here. I mean, I, I turn off the microphone. Uh, Connor or somebody will come in and say, do you have to pee? And then I would go. <laughs> it's very, you know, I, I only do a few things anymore around here. And, you know, they're basically talking to a microphone, cough, and lick my lips and stutter. But, hey, I'm still here. They cannot get rid of me. On the way, why a man, and this is important, why a man named Rick Pracy is important and why you should follow the Rick Pracy breadcrumb trail to what the future will look like. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Lowdown with Low Tide is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Say hi to Doug. We say hi to Mary today. Okay. Lots of people are texting in today, and we love it, at 833-401-1440. You're telling me the podcast downloads are increasing. We're people Getting are loving better. us there. Getting better, yeah. I'm liking the, liking it, the whole trend here. It's your retweet is what I think it is. That's what's really setting No, them, it's uh, that I'm not touching any of the buttons. If I can <laughs> stop smacking my lips and trying to kiss the microphone, everything will be fine. No, come on. That retweet sends us into the stratosphere. It does not. I like a big you. poppy home run way out there. <laughs> You're such a good liar. You're dangerous. Uh, they will not fire Holland because of his Hall of Famer GM career. Uh, a lot of people are texting in something similar to that. Like, they're not going to do anything. And I'm, I'm here to tell you they already did it. Like, they've already, they've already, here, here are the indicators. Here, if you, if you just write these down in bullet form, you're going to get an idea about what the world is going to look like. Okay. So, in early August, early August, Jeff Jackson was named CEO, Hockey Ops, and Alternate Governor. And we were informed that Paul Coffey had a lot to do with that. Paul Coffey is a senior special advisor to owner and chairman Daryl Cates. If you look at the official Oda's website, and you look under Hockey Ops, Jeff Jackson's at the top, followed by Paul Coffey, followed by Ken Holland and Bob Nicholson. So you can see the new and the old right there on the top page. Ken Holland does not have a new contract. We know that Bob Nicholson will will be going elsewhere. So we have Keith Gretzky, Bill Scott, Brad Holland on the line below. And now what we're looking at is other changes that have occurred. Aside from Jackson... And coffee, I think, in an elevated role, we'll say. Rick Pracy was hired on August 22nd as the new director of amateur scouting. Tyler Wright had been here since 2020. Uh, he had drafted uh, Dylan Holloway, uh, Xavier Burgo, Reed Schaefer, Bo Akey. We'll find out how that all works. But he was found wanting for whatever reason. Maybe it's not enough offense from Holloway. Maybe they are mad he didn't take the goalie when uh, trading down, but Holland would have made that deal. So whatever the reason, Rick Pracy is an indicator of what the future is going to look like. 
if you look at Pracy's background, he's a scout. He's a, just a flat-out scout. And so whatever style he has is probably what the orders were looking for, whatever, whatever that might be. Maybe he goes out more often. Maybe he goes out less often. So that's a change. Michael Parcati, who's a real gentleman and a good fellow and smart as a whip, was also hired uh, to to improve the analytics department. That's underway. So when you say they're not going to replace Ken Holland, they're already doing it. We don't know the name. We don't know the structure. I've got an article up today at The Athletic about who it might be. Brad Holland is one of them. And so is you know Paul Coffey. So is Jeff Jackson. So is Keith Gretzky. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't. You know, oftentimes it will be the loyal soldier, Craig Conroy, who would be represented by Keith Gretzky in this group. Oftentimes it is the young, up-and-coming, analytics nerd, funky hairdo, young man with a future. That would be Brad Holland. I apologize for calling his hairdo funky. He may not feel that's appropriate, but it's a word I chose. It might be Jeff Jackson. It might be Paul Coffey. We don't know, but we do know it's not going to be Ken Holland. And I mentioned it earlier today, and I think it is a good question. I asked Bag Milk, and I ask you, if Ken Holland isn't going to be here next year, and there's a trade that's about to be made that was not anticipated, do you trust Ken Holland to do it? And trust is a bad word, so let me take the word trust out of it. Do you do you load Ken Holland with the responsibility of that, or do you say, this is too much. This guy's done enough. We're going to put him over here, and we're going to make the deal without him. I don't think they'll do that, but they might. This is a Chinese proverb point for this organization. You know the Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times? Everybody thinks it's a, a wonderful thing, a blessing. It isn't. It's a curse. May you live in interesting times. I'm talking about... I would you know, rather live in boring times. More fun, have beers, play pool. What kind of experience does Holland's son have? Well, he's got a lot. He's had play, uh, did some things with the Leafs. He's done things here. He's certainly improved the pro scouting department. There's no doubt about it. They've done well since he was moved in over Archie Henderson. I, I, don't, I, I refuse to believe that that's a, an issue. Brad Holland's done good work. Holland wants to win. I trust him to do whatever it takes. So the owners are treating Holland like Milton from Office Space. Are they taking his stapler as well from Coach Mike? I don't know. I'm I'm saying that right now, if you look at the tea leaves and how they're falling, you know, I'll give you an example from this week. Jack Campbell. Ken Holland could have waived him much earlier than he did. Dre waved him last year or over the summer or done whatever. Didn't do any of that. Has now waved him. And we can say, well, Holland finally reached his, the end of his rope, but we don't know that for sure. And it's possible that Jeff Jackson said this is going to happen. 100% trust Ken Holland. He has full autonomy over roster construction and choices until he's no longer here. There you go. Now, that's from Victor, not from Daryl, so we're going to continue. 
That's the second time I heard of the story about LeBron being hung up by low tide today. Yes, I know we were responding to the earlier one. I think people are trying to create a, a some kind of a fracture between those guys and me, and it's it's not going to work. Love those guys. Even though they're, you know, some of them are contrarians. I'm not going to say who. Low Tide wanted to text us yesterday. Didn't get time. Well, we're busy. This is from Jeff. For a trade offer, the orders require Igor Shesterkin and Adam Fox from the Rangers for Jack Campbell, Darnell Nurse, and the next three first-round picks. This is the type of trade proposal a lot of fan base actually believes could happen. While the Rangers are flying high, they're not going to do anything. Jackson knows players in the league probably more than anyone in the orders with all the clients and drafts. He probably saw Campbell failure before he signed here. Don't know. I 100% trust Ken Holland. Wish he would sign one more year. I don't think that's going to happen. If it, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Oh, Tide, what about this? Would you trade Jack Campbell and Leon Dreisaitl for Saros and Ryan O'Reilly plus a first? I, I, I think you've got to keep your core group together. Leon Dreisaitl is part of this team, and they are destined to win together or not. Where's Bob Stoffer in that group? Well, Bob was there previously. So, I mean, if Bob got a job in hockey ops, I wouldn't be surprised. Bob has a lot of things that he could bring to, especially to, he could be a liaison between the analytics department and management, I think. Bob knows what he's talking about in terms of analytics, and he is a very good communicator. It's not, it's not a crazy idea. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, LOL. Good afternoon, Low Tide. I have to disagree with your statement. They're trying hard. They are nowhere near trying hard mentally. The endless brain-dead decisions that usually see the refs fishing the puck out of the net says they aren't trying hard from Hacksaw. Well, there's a difference between playing smart and playing hard. I'll agree there. They're not... They're not executing. They've lost a lot of confidence, and they are in their heads too much. Are you are you working on a? Are you sawing boards over the? What is the noise I'm hearing? No, we've been over this. We're in a mall. There's a lot of things that go on out here. I think just outside our windows here, someone's rolling a rolling a trolley, moving some stuff. It's not a big deal. Well, it is to me. So then, it's a big deal to everybody. Well, I mean, the fact you addressed it shows it's a big deal. I think we could have got past it. I don't think we needed this, but we're here. <laughs> What are you going to do? So you're saying I I spoke out and it was unnecessary. 100%. 100%. It's, it's a, an old man once again just it was, reacting. It was instead of old man yelling at cloud, it was old man yelling at producer. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode where the guy, <laughs> they, they're going to go help him and <laughs> they end up stealing his records and... Um, Somebody's rubbing oil on George's head, and they, I think the guy's teeth fall in the garburetor. Do you remember that episode? Not really, but it sounds oh. like a great one. Well, it just that feels like where I am right now, where yeah, you're okay. saying, don't worry about it, and I'm being robbed. 
yeah. you know. Uh, low Tide, to put in your words, I'm probably a stone alone. Nobody has said it, but Campbell will find his way in the AHL and be back from Gordoyle. Well, that would solve a lot of problems and I think would, be, in some ways, redeem Ken Holland. Okay, my comments don't get read. In my opinion, Holland has no power. That's from Gord. So there's a lot of companies. Are we getting more comments than when we started? I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think we so. are. So well, I, I try people, to get to them. People realize so quickly you respond to all of them. Like you give everyone I, a voice and they appreciate that. I don't. So they want to be heard. Actually, I try to though, and and I, you know, I I believe in being a good human. You really do a good job, honestly. You get to like I I obviously read the text as well, and you get to about ninety five percent of them. Well, you're very kind. Yes. Hello, Tide Woodcroft. Please, for the love of everything holy, play four lines and quit diverting to ninety seven and twenty nine. Every co-chair has gone down the same with that ship. Give me Ace Frehley's cold gin all day. Is that a song or does he make liquid? Back in the New York Groove is an Ace Frehley song. Kiss wears face paint, not makeup. Yeah. I mean, I when you're 15 and they're the hot act, I don't know that you, you know. I mean, you get whatever you have. If Grant Fear says you can't judge Schwartz because he's not in the or he can't judge Schwartz because he's not in the room, then everyone else should follow suit in my opinion. That's sort of my point. I don't I don't know how um unless you understand the inner workings. Like if you're just listening, if you're driving down the road and you're a radio executive, you might think, geez, that low tide, he sure sounds good on the radio. I bet he really contributes around the station. I don't at all. I get I'm done. What time do I leave here? One fifty-five. Right, and what time do I arrive in the before the show? Eleven forty. Eleven forty-five. So, so the people don't know that unless we say that about me. I know we didn't have to. You get, you get like maybe, maybe ten minutes of my time that's not on the air. Yes. It's if you got that. something to say to me, you better say it. And eight of the minutes are just you ribbing me and that's carving right. me up. Yeah. That's right. So I really have about two. Right. I'm like, low tide, please. Listen, I know I look funny, but can, can we talk about the show? I have some questions. <laughs> low tide, I want 15 reasons why we shouldn't trade McDavid for the rights to Wayne Rollison, or I'm buying a LeBron James jersey and never watching another game again. Thanks, Big Oil and the Mac. I do sometimes, I, I, I love Oilers fans because there's a real spirit. Oilers are, are they're not a sport here, they're a religion. And, and people say, well, Edmonton's a hockey town. No, it isn't. It's an Oilers city is what it is. And those things are all true. But the passion is so good. And it's like it drives everything. You know, I, I've written a blog for 20 years, 20 years. And today... I'll get thousands and thousands and thousands of visits. People will, some of them read the article. Some of them just want to type in, you're an old man, go away, or whatever. But people do it. It's a, it's a, it's an experience. It's everywhere. It's like tonight, somewhere in this town, the orders will score a goal and a restaurant will explode and the orders will give up a goal. And a restaurant will have things thrown or bad things happen and. That's just the way we're wired. I used to do a, a thing called, for the uh, uh, Ukrainian Catholic eparchy. I think that's right. Uh, at the uh, St. Joe's, I used to do it every year. It was a gentleman's night out, and it was a it was a festive. I couldn't even describe it to you. It was there was a comedian, 
and then there was offensive jokes and the priests would leave and then we'd we'd have this reverse draw and it was pretty wild and i did it for many years in a row and what i learned is all they the booze had to flow they were going to play cards at the end of this thing it was going to be four hours where i didn't know if i was going to make it through life and then at the end of it all they really cared about was i gave them oiler scores that's it that's the bottom line What's the score in the hockey game? That's that's Edmonton. Edmonton is exactly how I described it. Face paint versus makeup equals semantics. Kiss and makeup. No oh boy, funny. Good afternoon, gentlemen. We saw Tom Petty with Joe Cocker in concert. Definitely in my top five all time. Others will write the ship. Please keep uh, playing Tom and throw some Joe Cocker in there too. Greg from Spruce Grove. I remember when I was a kid, I used to um, hang out with a man named Terry, well, a kid at the time, man now, named Terry Cole. And he and I used to try to hit the high note on You Are So Beautiful, the Joe Cocker song. And he kind of, he went so high, the dogs would bark. And... We never hit it, but we would laugh like idiots doing it. That's my Joe Cocker song. Campbell goes to Nashville with Broberg, Holloway, and 2024 first for Saros. Why would Nashville do that? Like, why? These, these teams don't lie limp and do nothing and wait for Ken Holland to call them. They're doing stuff. They're trying to beat you. They're trying to make the playoffs all by their lonesome. They're not, not everybody. Not everybody's going for the futures. They will later at the deadline. The Oilers are the one that are dead in the water right now. And the Oilers are the ones who are going to have to overpay mightily to get James Reimer, let alone, you'll say, Soros. Soros, 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 Soros. Batting fifth. Okay. 137. I'm having a good time today. Not really a script today, just kind of ad-libbing it. Hope you like it. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. We'll take a break. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Driven by Wolf GMC Buick. I have a little bit of a cough. So uh, if I if I have a coughing fit, you're going to have to take over. I want you to know that. I know it's a dream for you, you know. Sending smoke over here, trying to get me to cough, and now you've done it. Congratulations. You must be so proud. 141, Jason Greger on the way. Do we have any idea? Has it been sent out yet? Is there some kind of script? Is there any indication what Greger would have on the show? There is. There is. I have it right here in front of me. Mike Monaco, ESPN play-by-play, is going to be on at 220. He's doing the Oilers-Sharks game. That's going to be for around the NHL. Robin Brownlee from Oilers Nation is going to be by at 240. Guest host, co-host, Terry Ryan. Hello. He's going to be on from 3 to 5. He's the best. Greg Wyshynski, obviously an NHL writer for ESPN. He's going to be by at 320. Speed things up in the Cantor Race Report at 340 with Colin Livingston. Help your neighbor. 4 p.m., chance to give someone a brand new furnace courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. That's going to be great. Ryan's Rant at 4.20, of course. Mark Spector's going to be by at 5. And Eddie Lack at 5.20. Well, Eddie Lack and Terry Ryan, they can all just step off because Laddie Smead's already done God's work on this radio station today. 
Yeah, he dropped the ball a little bit. But, you know, he's <laughs> he a first time. He's a rookie out here. Dropped something. He's a rookie. He didn't have me coaching him up out there. That's what it is, yeah. He doesn't. I'll sit down with him, give him a chat. Yeah, that'll help. Hey, Low Tide. Just found out the new show. Quick question. Did Jameson retire, or is he... Uh, quest on, uh, gonna be a guest on your show sometime from Easton. We, we are gonna request to have him on. We have not yet. I wanted the, I, I feel like, uh, JMO is such a powerful personality. I wanted our show to kind of morph a little bit and find its way. And that's been the case. But, uh, as far as what he's going to do, I don't know. The, the problem with Jameson is, and it's not a problem. It's a, it's a good thing is you have to make a list of what he's capable, not capable of doing. So I don't believe he will be the president of the United States. I don't believe he's going to go to the moon. I don't believe he's going to re I don't think he's going to invent a new means of transportation. Beyond that, I think uh, he could pretty much do anything else. So whatever he does, we will support him and we love him. And uh, I have a very special place in my heart for Dave Jameson. Uh, he was there for me in a big way at a time when I really needed somebody, and he was every day at work and outside of work, too. So uh, whatever he does, I hope that he flies as high as possible and he becomes internationally famous and he secretly thinks that I was the one holding him back. I'd be accepting of all of those things. What did Smeed do this morning? I don't know. I just make stuff up. Hey, Low Tide, is there no trade or no solution to this problem? Or there is no trade nor solution to this problem. The only people that are going to fix that solution are the people in the room now. And all Oiler fans need to understand. Thank you. I think you could probably get a goalie who could help. And if Calgary's dismantling, you got to make the call. Hey, guys, just wondering why Ken Holland was never responsible for Mike Babcock. He had Babs in 10 years in Detroit. Well, that's... I don't know if anybody has said he's not responsible for him. You know, I, I, I'm not sure that there's a, a, a tribunal that has made that call. Perhaps I've missed out on something, but... Not really sure where you're going with that. Riptide, I think the only team with a three-headed goalie problem is the Flames. And Vladar is very likely the odd man out. He really played very well last year. Yeah, Hacksaw, I think that it's an injury issue. I think that's why they've made the call up today. Any Kiki D stories? Not really. I, I saw the, I remember the video with Elton John. It was, I mean, an early form of video. And she had a song called I've Got the Music in Me. And uh, I saw her, I think, on American Bandstand, maybe maybe on like a Merv Griffin or Mike Douglas, too. And I liked her music, but she wasn't around a long time. But I like the name Kiki D, too. It's unusual. Face paint is akin to a mask, meant to show the wearer has adopted a different persona, not like makeup. Sorry to argue on your show. You're the man, LT. From Northeast Mike. Well, okay. So then it's more like Phantom of the Opera mask. We welcome arguments, by the way. Right. That's what makes Sports Talk Radio great. The debate. That will rage on forever. Are you ready for declinations tomorrow? Do you want to tell us what it is? Well, it's going <laughs> to... It's going it's, to... It'll hinder on what happens in tonight's game. Did you say, say hinder that. or did you say hinge? I think I said hinder. 
Well, why would you say hinder? I don't know, man. I'm sorry. It's hot in here. <laughs> it's hot in here. It will. But I think, is hinder not applicable regardless? Well, hinder. Because I now I'm, I'm, listen, we all know I'm not a very smart guy. No, you are a very smart myself. guy. You, you explained borscht within 11 seconds earlier today. But isn't hinder something that, that, uh, makes it less likely or, or gets in the way of? I, I always thought hinder meant like to teeter totter. But listen, it's going to depend. Let me let me take it. Let me take the vernacular down a notch. Hinder my means level. create difficulties for someone or something, resulting in a delay or obstruction. Read read this. Read the secondary definition. And if that doesn't fit my narrative, read the third. <laughs> there wasn't. I I did both. All right, I'm going to take it back. It's going to depend on what happens in tonight's game. I'm going to have some fun with it if the if the oil lose. But if all goes according to plan and the oil win, I'm going to have to think of something on the fly. But that's no problem. So, I'm 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 ready-ish. Yeah, I I wish I could help you. No, no, no. Come on, it's all you. You. I mean, you do the other. You know, how many segments do we do a week? Six a day, five days a week. That's Thirty. Thirty. Yeah, you do the other twenty-eight. I can handle two, and I'll be ready. And you're gonna like it. Well, I I like the features. I think they're very good. I thank you. I don't understand a word of the Mama MMA, but as long as you play the song, I'll be happy. There we go. That's all it takes. You know, I might have to go to the bathroom afterwards, but other than that, there's no. Nothing. That'd be great. Open up the text line. I'll give. I'll, I'll put my low tide hat on and be you for twenty minutes. LT in my left ear and Genesis home by the sea in my right ear. High fi Thursday, from Mark. Low tide. Did you ever hurt yourself trying to hit that Joe Cocker in high note? I don't think Joe ever walked the same after he recorded it from Gruff. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know where he was headed with that, but he tried. He tried. And then he had his voice re-graveled and um, had a couple of other hits, uh, duet hits later on. In oil country, all prayers are welcome. Somebody was telling me they were an atheist in here earlier. Kiss first concert ever, Coliseum. New band, Cheap Trick, warmed up. Ears ringing for 48 hours from John T. That's when you know you've been to a great concert, when you cannot hear a thing for two days. And people are talking to you. Do you want, do you want, do you want cereal? Nothing. You just look forward. How come the Oilers don't have any team toughness? They're not hard to play against. Been with this way since 06. Why has this not been addressed? No, I... Andrew Kane, Darnell Nurse. Low Tide, if I may, let's get a prediction for tonight. Oh, uh, it'll be 6-5 in overtime for the Oilers. Okay. I like that. I mean, I I have no confidence at all. The last time I had this little confidence in the Oilers, Pat Quinn was coach. Yes. Wow. It's that bad, huh? The, 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 honestly, we're taking it back there. Everybody says it, okay. you meant hinges, so so it wasn't. No, I clear. Listen, I'm yeah, I was I was waffling over here. And also, you said you said you you hit the wrong name of the uh, American girl earlier, but you you hammered Borsch. So, yeah, I was pretty good with that know. one. History buff. What can I say? Mm, yeah. Okay, you were saying. No, I was just saying. I I think if San Jose hadn't beaten Philly, they would come into this game. They would look at a team where the sky has fallen. Coach is on the hot seat. $5 million manic goalie's been sent down. All the expectations in the world. They look at this team that was that is the second worst team in the league when it comes to the standings and says, we can really win this game at home. 
But now that they've beaten Philly, I think the monkey's off their back a little bit. I think they have a little bit less of a... I don't know what the right word is, but I think they go in there with, with a little bit less intention and purpose. And I think because of that, Edmonton's going to win. But I spoke about this when Edmonton What's played the, the Rangers. What's the score? You ha- I had to give a score. Well, I'm going to get to that because I spoke about this when, when Edmonton played the We only the have a two-hour show. And I said, it's not enough to compete against these guys. You have to go out there and win at this point. And with the Sharks, it's not even enough to win. The talent discrepancy and the expectation discrepancy is so vast. You have to go out there and mollywop these guys. And because of that, I'm saying 7-1 oil tonight. And it, it better be at least that. And I need two guys with hat tricks for you to get two points in the standings. Wow. Yeah. You've used a lot of words in there that nobody's ever heard of. And I use them correctly, even oh, more importantly. No, no, no. Go back and play the tape. I'm just I just shot 100. <laughs> you're a funny guy I don't know what the hell you're talking about but it sure sounds good what in the name of all that is holy is Bag Milk's Twitter handle it's JSBM Bagged Milk for anyone who would like to follow Bagged I got somebody who's asking for him and I cannot for the life of me. I shouldn't be doing this at all. He's tough to find. <clears throat> JSBM. Bagged milk. And it's it's BM bagged milk? Yes. Yeah, he didn't make it easy on us. I don't know why he's such a rat. He wanted to stay hidden. JSBM bagged milk. And there's no caps. So good. I'm going to give him hell for making bringing my radio show to an absolute halt. Yeah, just be like at Greg or something. Much easier to find. And go buy Bag Milk on the podcast and on the Nation Network and when you're on with us. JSBM Bag Milk. That's it. Okay, I'm sending it. All right. Darren has asked a really good question, and I think Bag Milk can help him, help him. And for the love of Pete, if this isn't right, I give up. All right. Okay. So that was embarrassing. I thought you were still going. I was going to put one out to the text line, but you're back. Low Tide, in your opinion, what moves do the Oilers need to make? Trade Nurse or and Campbell? No. No, trading Nurse, you're not going to trade him, number one. And trading Campbell is impossible. You might buy him out in the summer, and then you'll be paying for it for the next 12 years. But what I would do if I were the Oilers, I would, you know, I'd call recall Philip Broberg today. I'd put him on the right side with that comb and move Bouchard down to Kulak until he calms down. And then I would give DeHarnay a few days off because he's struggling. And then I would try to trade for an inexpensive goaltender like James Reimer in Detroit. And I don't know what the cost would be. And if not, I'd try Pickard and then I would try Olivier Rodrigue. And I would run the center's three up the spine. And I'd give Dylan Holloway and Ryan McLeod 200 minutes at five on five with a real top end as in 97 or 29 center. And then I would, like, I would, I would just, Jay Woodcroft doesn't have enough people on his roster to threaten for ice time, but they really need to threaten for ice time. If you're not going to back check, you're going to sit and not just the kids, not just Holloway. It's got to be everybody. And the last time Patrick Kane was mad, he was on the third line. He scored. So let's let's review what what damage is there when that happens. Unhappy veterans is never a bad thing, unless it's Ethan Morrow taking penalties every five seconds. 
rack that collar. I can eventually, I can imagine the Oilers losing tonight or going to overtime. It might be a turning point. I wish Picard was playing or Pickard was playing. Don't know why we're playing Skinner. Well, he's your starting goaltender. I know he struggled, but you, you, you know, you, he was a finalist for the Calder Trophy a year ago. That is actually something. And he's struggling. But you got to let him play through it. They will. They'll be good again. I promise. Uh, this from DNB, then we're going to go. Matthias Janmark and Connor Brown both skated after the Oilers morning skate in San Jose. Janmark got hurt on his first shift versus the Rangers. Uh, Brown sustained a soft tissue injury on the 2nd of November. Brown said he's day to day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Jason Greger on the way. Time now for a sports update.